And this is A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast. It's January. It is the peak of Michigan winter. The nights are longer, less daylight out there, and we have sustained 10 going on 11 months of kind of a quarantine lifestyle, which could wreak havoc on our motivation. It could hamper our ability to get into that creative space and it could really just drain our inspiration. I, I hate to start this off on a, on a bummer note, but if you've been keeping up with the previous episodes, you'll know that we're in a mini-series right now. We are talking about maintaining our motivation as we head into the new year. Today, we're joined by Nadir Omawale, recording artist, music producer, creative consultant, wears a lot of hats, really, when it comes to the music industry. He is based right here in the area and has been in the music scene around here in Detroit for quite a while, but has lived elsewhere. But wherever he's been, music has been a very important part of his life. And especially to this point, he's had a super group of musicians backing him up, creating this fusion of funk and rock. And especially Nadir Mwale has a very high energy live performance. We're going to be talking about the experience of going through the majority of a year where he was not able to perform. And then the issue of being a producer where you can't really have artists in the studio. So luckily, he's got a lot of experience and he has worked with a lot of musicians. And I think he's kind of a sage. I think he's got a lot of great things to share. We actually wound up having a very good conversation about the importance of supporting independent artists, the importance of valuing art, and just the surrealism, really, of being either a musician or a music fan, really, in this world, and the changes that that might come because of this. Who knows? We might see a lot of amazing albums coming out in the year 2021 from artists who worked in quarantine. Here's our chat with Nadir Amuale. I thank you for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> Great to be back, Jeff. Thanks. Well, I've been having authors and I've been having artists and visual artists and musicians on this podcast because I'll say personally, y'all have just been in my thoughts because this mm. is, this had to have been a rough year. And I really think that we might even be having a rougher winter. And I think that we just need to to have these kind of conversations and clear our clear our heads about about how how we got this far and what the winter is going to be like how we can work our way through this and yeah. basically it's how do we even stay motivated it looks like you are in uh folks this is a podcast you can see it looks like he's in a studio space right now i am in my my studio at at the house mm-hmm. and uh so so this has been my my only sanctuary because I've been dealing with like like a lot of people my kids are at home and because of my wife's work schedule uh, I have been the primary you know the primary warden <laughs> to say let's get our school work done so that we can then play later and and so it's really changed my dynamic and my time management, which was already, you know, overtaxed to begin with. Mm -hmm. So this is the one place that I can come and escape 
all all of the regular madness of the world you know we can you know i can well i can go out in the yard sure do a little bit of that too gonna be less of that as it gets chilly but um but yeah i mean this is it's it's a good place to be and uh you know that i think is is one of the things that that has been beneficial to a lot of people is for for musicians and if you know our our the livelihood for a lot of folks uh, is live shows mm-hmm. and that's kind of gone away. And, and for me, a lot of my livelihood was uh, producing other people and that's been extremely limited now as well. So it's been a, it's been a really challenging year. So, yeah. you know, yeah, there's I no got, easy I'm answers. Lu- I'm one of the lucky ones. But mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones, but you know, but yeah, it's it's been kind of tough in in that regard. Yeah, in in a way, hopefully, this sort of expands everyone's awareness of what the actual experience of a working musician is. I think, and right. also drives home that point that you know, in a post Spotify world where we wanted our music to be instantaneous and and rather almost free. I think we need to get our minds back onto valuing art and valuing the right. efforts of the human beings who make that art. Yes. And, and they're in dire straits right now. Um, if that's not it's too, true. Yeah. It's true. And, and, and I think, you know, it's live music, especially is, is one of those things I know is near and dear to your heart and to mine. And, you know, they're just, there just is none. There's none. And I have, and it's not just us, you know, I have a friend in Costa Rica. They basically have outlawed singing in public. Wow. So their restrictions are so tight that, you know, it, even though it's, it's already an issue that you can't really, you know, you can't really go out to restaurants and all that. You, if you can go out and you do happen to see someone singing, like there's no busking, there's no street performers. They're like, if you're going to sing in public, you have to wear a mask, which makes it extremely difficult to, to sing <laughs> in public. So, but what, what has been beneficial to me is having a home studio. And what was also beneficial to me is for the last few years, I have been consulting for a music technology company. Okay. And we sell home recording equipment. So that business has actually boomed. Yeah, I imagine. So a lot of people, the musicians, who if you if you were able and and you could afford it, you're stuck at home, all you can do is write music and record. So so the positive thing <laughs> is going to be that 2021, we're going to have some amazing records yes. coming out. There's going to be so much incredible music because everybody has been stuck at home for the last nine months. And all you can, you know, that nine month gestation period, all you can do is record and put your, you know, your angst and your anxiety and your sadness and your, there's going to be a lot of sad records, I would bet. Sure, but sure. but it's gonna be there's just just gonna be so much really really good music mm-hmm. that comes out in 2021. I I know it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna be crazy. So uh, yeah, so that's a positive. Oh yeah, 
I think you're right. I That's think you're a right. good thing. I just got goosebumps when you said that. I think that was a beautiful way. <laughs> that was a beautiful way to think of it. And, you know, uh, for myself yeah. and everyone out there who is a music journalist or freelance music journalist, you're going to be very, very busy next year. I think so with album reviews. Right. <laughs> it could be fantastic. It's true. It's yeah. true. So, so while, you know, it may be a while before we get to go to shows, I think it's going to be a very interesting point. And, and yes, to your earlier point with with the post Spotify world, a lot of that music is going to be available to us at our fingertips, right? Um, for very little cost, it won't necessarily help the um, the musicians as far as us buying records, but but maybe people will will look at that. They'll say, okay, well, I I do value that. I will buy the record now. I will buy some merch now. I'll buy a T shirt. You know, I will support the um, the live streaming concerts and those kinds of things. And and perhaps we'll see a little bit of a sea change there. Um, live streaming is, has been an interesting development for 2020 uh, because we, you know, we've been talking about it for years and the technology is, is still a little shaky. Um, but it's just now getting to the point where, where it's starting to turn a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's a, that's an interesting point, but I, I, how, how much have you gotten into the live streaming as a, as a consumer of music and as a journalist yourself? I, well, I mean, there was a flurry there for a while, but I, I was mm-hmm. watching at least one artist every weekend and sort of setting aside so you you have to you have to you have to make it part of your uh i'll speak for myself and maybe anyone out there you kind of make it part of your routine you say to yourself okay this artist is live streaming at 9 p.m on saturday so granted i'll be on my couch but i have to set aside the time and plan Mm -hmm. and plan as though i were going to the bar and that you know and then it it works yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're just you're just on your couch but you know just yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just sort so of. So how did so? I'm I'm gonna turn the interview around now. So how did you, as a as a music journalist and music lover, how is the experience for you? I mean, obviously it's different from you know people yelling around you while the band is playing or whatever. But you know, what's how how do you feel about the technology and and the sound and the energy and all that? Uh, if I'm if I'm candid, I'll just go right there and say that it is still a little shaky and it, mm-hmm. it doesn't fully replace the, the, the sense of tangibility that the artist, like if, if I, if I were to go see you at the loving touch, I could, if I wanted to get within five feet of you and there's an, there's an, mm-hmm. there's a natural excitement of just seeing you and even seeing some sweat on your forehead and just being right there. But if it's live streaming, the camera right. might be the camera might be set back on a tripod, maybe fifteen feet away from the artist, and so the uh, the intimacy, it's the intimacy for me. I still I say that I say that is like a little quibble, I guess. Uh, I'm still appreciative, mm-hmm. still appreciative that the artists are continuing forging on, staying connected, bringing that content to their fans. So I love that aspect of it. But right, but. Uh, so I, of course I want them to continue it, even though mm-hmm. I, I'm complaining about not being five feet away from them. That's dangerous <laughs> right now, anyway. 
Right, right. It's tough. I think that, uh, you know, for me, I've avoided the live streaming thing personally um, because I'm I'm such a perfectionist about the about the quality of the audio and all of that, even though people are just going to, you know, sometimes they may be listening just on their phone and right. sometimes they may be listening in a home theater that sounds, you know, better than the club anyway. So right. It's, it's hard to know. Um, and so... I've I've kind of avoided it, but I think that the the real issue for me and, and the real trick is going to be that we have to come up with new ways to monetize it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's important. It was already hard enough to get paid at your at your favorite club anyway. Yeah. Uh, so so now. We're, we're doing shows and making less than the door or or in some cases people are making a lot more you know at least in the beginning a lot of people were getting really good tips mm-hmm. and it and it looked like pe- people were just appreciative that somebody was out there and, and that was really good uh and and more recently i know a lot of people are are just like hey i'm just trying to sell tickets to this show that you would you would have come to right if i were if i were at the loving touch but but now it's in the company. It's in your own home. You don't even have to get out, and and you're not giving me the the ten bucks, right? So it's it's a it's a tough situation. I think we've got to come up with some new ways to make it interactive, and new ways to to make it financially viable for for the musicians and and for venues and whoever is is planning to to throw the, the event. Yeah. And you know, this is a long time coming anyway, because I really feel mm-hmm. like how artists are compensated needed to be addressed as early and as way back as Napster days. I mean, you know, so this is, it's long right. overdue. So it's good to have a yeah, show. I mean, it's an interesting phenomenon of the last, what week and a half that everybody is selling their publishing and their mastering now. Right. Um, <laughs> And it's like, you know, it's okay. So it's the end of the year and it's like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and get that big, you know, $300 million check before Joe Biden comes in and raises our taxes. Or <laughs> I don't think he will. Right. <laughs> All his best friends are millionaires too. But it's, it's an interesting point that so many older established artists are, are saying, hey, you know, let me get out while we're getting, getting good at this point. Yeah. And and are making that move to 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 get rid of their rights. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we're referring when we say 300 million to Mr. Bob Dylan. And I don't think as far as I know, I don't think Dylan has really made any address or comment about it. But at least David Crosby went on the radio and said, well, I'm going to do it because this, you know, he he was very he put it in blunt terms. This was my livelihood. Um. Mm -hmm. And if I can't do that, then I have to support my family. And that come, that brings us back to just appreciating that we have living, working musicians out there. You know, right. it's it's not there's tears. Right. I mean, of course, there's some folks out there who are bar bands and they just play on the weekend and they have a day job. But we have right. we have musicians who are producers and all this stuff. And they're you know, they we need to be thinking about them right now. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. um it's an interesting time because I know I know a lot of people who are 
sitting around and, and twiddling their thumbs and trying to figure out how they're going to make ends meet. And I have, I have a bunch of friends who are busier than they've ever been. And if they're, if they're people that are, that have studios that, you know, a lot of people who, if you happen to be tapped into, uh, to film and television right now, a lot of those people are just super busy. Mm -hmm. And if you were already connected in that, at that point, then there's a lot of those people that are, that are doing really well. Right. And so it's a, it's a strange time where, where some people just are, are really struggling and other people are like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty well with this shutdown thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a, it's an odd, like, like I was saying with, uh, with the company that I work for, you know, I was, I was lucky that in February, I had been consulting for part-time and in February they, they made me full-time and, and made me the marketing director. And so I became incredibly busy right at the moment that the school shut down and, but, but everything else in my life shut down too. So it was like, I'm trying to juggle all of this stuff and ended up strangely being, being more busy and more tired just sitting in my house mm-hmm. than when I was running from meeting to meeting and show to show and all of that kind of stuff. But, but, uh, but it's worked out for me in that regard that I just, the timing was, was just right on for, for my purposes. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's been good. It's been difficult, but, uh, but financially we're, we're lucky that we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife is an is an engineer for for one of the big three, and and she's just been on difficult projects, and she's just stuck. Uh, she was there were some days where she was on seven thirty a.m. meetings and not finishing until ten thirty at night, oh. but but now things are things are getting a little better and kind of settling down. Yeah. So so it's 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 strange. Yeah. It's strange the when you're working from home and people tend to overwork because they're working from home. I don't know. It's, yeah. And you're, you're, you're kind of still going in the office. Yeah. Every we're, day. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's interesting. It's interesting times. And I think that's important to remember is that you kind of touched on something that, that people need to remember that this is, this is an extraordinary time and mm-hmm. we can't allow ourselves to, also be overworking ourselves at such a time not no. even not even just in our day job but specifically in our creative pursuits mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> i guess as i as i start to wrap up here i'd love to hear anything that you have to share let's say you could talk to a musician out there who is just struggling to write a song not because they don't know how to write a song cuz they do mm-hmm. but that they're just in a rut because the world has got them down and Maybe they're having even a crisis of confidence. I think all of us are having a crisis of confidence right now. This but point, if you were yeah. a, a producer, consultant out there, and you could just say anything to anyone who is just in their their studio space or their basement or wherever they are, and they're just staring at their guitar, <laughs> what, what would you tell them? It's it, that has been tough. That's that's been actually a thing that I've been going through as well. Yeah. It's like you, you're we are we are fed as songwriters we are fed by the experiences that we have in the world. And so when you're 
stuck in this room and you've got these four walls around you, it's really difficult to to get to to have those experiences that we write songs about. And and also speaking for myself, if if I'm in a place where things are really dark and dismal, it's a little more difficult for me to write about it. It it kind of helps to for me to get past it. And then I can analyze it a little better and I can say, okay, this is what it, you know, this is what it was. And now I can see it for what it was and I can write about it and I can find the metaphors that work and those kinds of things. So, so if people are in that space at, at this moment, I think that, that the, the difficult thing and, but the necessary thing is going to be to somehow bring yourself outside of that experience to to step out of yourself and either be able to analyze where you are or to seek inspiration from the things that that you do have around you the the television shows and the movies and the books you know where where you can you can really dig in and and find a new way to gain inspiration and and uh one of the things when I when I teach my songwriting courses, one of the things that I say is is one of the best ways to to write to come up with inspiration for writing a song is to go to the library. We can't go to the library at the moment, but if you can, what what really helps in going to the library is walking down the aisles and looking at titles, and you you can see the inspiration. And a title may may give you some inspiration for something that you might want to write about. And, and so I think that that that's one way to do it is if you can browse through the online online uh, libraries, mm-hmm. browse through the titles, oh, yeah. get a book, things like that, that will that will help you and, and give you inspiration so that you can, you know, so that you can cross that road. This sounds like good medicine because if you are a musician, a songwriter out there, what I'm hearing is that it might be good to just expose yourself to other art forms, right? Be they literary or anything. So if I have right. my, if I have my guitar and I'm beating myself up, and I'm just I've got my head down, you're telling me to put my head back up and look around a bit. I like that. sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, sit sit with your guitar and turn the TV on. Yeah. And just, you know, see what happens. See yeah. what comes up. Yeah. You know? Um I yeah. was watching oh the B, the Bee Gees documentary. Oh, I want to see uh, this. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um but but I mean they were you were talking about I can't remember the song. I'm I'm not the big Bee Gees head, but it was one of their early songs when they were more of a folky kind of trio. And uh they were talking about going their first experience in, in a big studio and there was a power outage. So they were in the studio recording for the first time and the power goes out. And so they're sitting on the steps out in the hallway and, and Barry Gibb comes up with the line in the event of something happening to me. But just the idea that, that by being in a different space, you can come up with inspiration. And so a lot of the problem with with the pandemic is that we're stuck in this one space. But I know a bunch of people that are just cranking out music right now because there's so much, so much to write about. And because 
even though we are in these bubbles, there is a lot of inspiration out there uh, that we can that we can take from. We just got to figure out how to tap into it mm-hmm. and get to it. And and you know, so many people are just sitting and just practicing, shredding, and just coming up with really great stuff and doing things differently than they than they would have done it in in the BC you yeah. know, before COVID times. Right. So <laughs> you know. So I think that's I think that's why so many brilliant records are going to come out is because people are are forced to look at things in a different way and to look at life in a different way. That's great. I just even love the the image of being completely in the dark and still playing music no matter what. I love that. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Nadira Mali, for joining us once again on the podcast here. We really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me on. You have been very busy. We should also say we'll link in the show notes to a song that you actually released in the summertime called Run. So, And uh, and also, December 21, I am releasing a new lyric video for an older song that I think speaks to the times that we are in. It's a song called Belly of the Whale. Excellent. And uh, the message of the song is... It feels like the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world. This is, you know, this is not the eve of destruction. It's just another day in the belly of the world. And we just ride it out and we'll get there. Excellent, excellent and hopeful sentiment to end on. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot, Jeff. And we will have links in the show notes to the song that Nadira Mwale released earlier in the year, as well as the new lyric video. So uh, head over to the library's website to check that out. We appreciate Nadir for joining us, musician and creative consultant and producer and engineer, multi-instrumentalist and band leader, and a 13-time Detroit Music Award winner. This is A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast, brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. My name is Jeff Milo, and I host this podcast, and we produce it right here in-house inside the Ferndale Library. And if you do need inspiration, just like Nadir said, you can visit our online catalog, place a hold, and get books for curbside pickup. Or we've got lots of digital content. You might not even have to leave your home. We'll just be able to download an ebook or an audiobook just using your library card. Always appreciate Nadira Mwale joining us, and we always appreciate you for listening. You could rate, review, subscribe, or just tell a friend. It's a little too quiet.